Well, hello, White Sox fans. How you guys doing tonight? Got a nice off day here for the White Sox. So here we are. And uh, coming down to the wire here. And the White Sox are four games out of first place behind the Guardians. And the thought process for the White Sox right now is supposedly just keep on winning series and the Guardians will trip up eventually. Well, guess what? They just played the Twins and took four out of five. And so, you know, any ground that the White Sox were trying to make up has pretty much been non-existent. Uh, They've been playing pretty well. Um, but unfortunately the Guardians, I think they are seven and one in their last eight, if I remember correctly. So things are just not working out, uh, how the White Sox intended and, uh, pretty much same old, same old for the, uh, White Sox as far as, as far as that. Uh, so here we are looking up the standings, and uh, the Twins have completely just uh, unraveled against the Guardians, uh, swept in a doubleheader, and uh, they won on Sunday, I believe. But then they got uh, they got completely crushed today. I think eleven to four. So um, I am wearing my White Sox fan shirt for the White Sox right now. Uh, For those of you that are listening to the podcast and can't see it, it says, no excuses. Um, Pretty much how I feel about the whole thing. We have been talking about for ages that we figured that the White Sox would probably do better with somebody else behind the, uh, you know, in the manager seat. And... TLR was given a ton of rope by his uh, good buddy, JR, and unfortunately, uh, his health is failing, and that is the reason why we got a look at Miguel Cairo, and as the White Sox fans have seen, the team is responding completely differently to Miguel Cairo as opposed to TLR, and it was kind of... Uh, a consensus thing that pretty much everybody kind of figured that that's the way things were going to work out. And sure enough, um, Miguel Cairo is uh, doing a decent job, and the White Sox are looking how we had thought they should look the entire year. And unfortunately, uh, it seems that the Guardians are going to have to completely unravel against the White Sox over the next couple of days. And, uh, you know, if the White Sox have one bit of hope, that's that's where it lies, is that they can make up some ground here in the next couple of days. Unfortunately, no matter what they do, uh, they're still going to be uh, a little bit back in the, you know, a, a game in the standings. Um, but that is the only thing that they can do 
to uh, try and gain some ground on the Guardians, apparently, because they have not stumbled as was the hopes of White Sox fans and the White Sox as well. Um, so we'll see what happens. Um, couple of couple of little tidbits here. Um, the Eloy Jimenez as a DH thing, uh, I know that he says that he did not like it. Um, however, um, it seems that it really shouldn't matter what he thinks because he just keeps hitting the ball. Um, let's see, in his uh, 53 games so far, uh, in the second half here, he's looking at uh, 355, 427, 601 with a 1028 OPS and 192 WRC plus. And I mean, I, I can't. I, I'm not exactly sure. I would have to look, but there hasn't been a whole lot of left field playing for Aloy. And if that is the kind of production you are going to get out of Aloy next season if you DH him, there is absolutely no second-guessing that. Um, if it helps him stay healthy, keeps him out of the net in left field, and uh, hopefully keeps those hamstrings good, uh, you kind of have to do that. I don't, I don't see that there's really any way that he can, after what has been happening, how he can say that that is not where he is at his best. Because as we know, the best ability is availability. And he is finally healthy. And uh, with the, you know, with people on base in front of him, he's driving in runs, he's hitting home runs. Uh, him and Andrew Vaughn are kind of fighting for the home run lead, um, uh, you know, with Abreu up in there as well. And uh, you have to be happy with this development. Uh, for everybody that was just absolutely screaming for, uh, for Eloy to be a full-time DH and not spend any more time in the outfield, uh, this is pretty much a dream scenario because the fear is always that if you've got a guy that's used to playing the field and you move him to DH, that he can't handle the mindset and the downtime in between. And that does not seem to be the case with Aloy, and you have to be happy about that. Um, White Sox go and uh, they did lose one to Detroit, but they did win the series. And uh, the first couple games were pretty pretty awful for offense. Uh, they lost one to nothing in the opening game, which was sad to watch. Uh, the second game, you know, started out pretty much exactly like the first game, no offense. Uh, and then they finally got some things going and uh, scored some runs. And, you know, that's pretty much, you know, what the White Sox had been preaching that they were going to do is they were going to keep on winning series and that uh, the Guardians would eventually fall. So uh, here's hoping that that is exactly what happens. Um, 
It's a little bit of a different experience here for me tonight. Uh, I am writing solo dolo, no co-host for the evening, so I don't know. It's kind of a weird thing for me. Uh, Hopefully it is still listenable and uh, we get through this whole thing. Um, I'm going to go ahead and bring up some stuff here. So the thing that kind of was a little bit weird was uh, over over this past weekend in the Detroit series that Johnny Cueto got pulled from his start saying he didn't feel well. And we hear uh, via Twitter that it is that same thing that was getting Luis Robert earlier with the dizziness. And uh, I'm not entirely sure where this dizziness stuff is coming from. Um, But, uh, you know, hopefully hopefully everything settles itself down and he gets himself back out on the mound and manages to put up one of those quality starts that we've been watching Um, because we will certainly need it here coming up against the Guardians. First game is going to be Dylan Cease on Tuesday, and then you got Lance Lynn on Wednesday and Johnny Cueto on Thursday. So let's hope that by Thursday, Johnny Cueto's got his equilibrium back and everything's good and uh, can put forth a good effort here for the White Sox against the Guardians uh, because it is pretty much uh, make or break time. And uh, if they do not sweep this series, they do not own the the uh, the tiebreaker against the Guardians. Uh, so if they become, you know, if they if it comes down to the end of the year, no playoffs. Uh, new thing this year, no game one sixty three, no uh, no anything. It's just head to head, and their tiebreak is uh, slanted towards the Guardians. So uh, they have to win these next three games. They did uh, come through and win the uh, singular game last week before the uh, series with the Tigers. So it put them in a position where, you know, I I guess you could say that they are masters of their own, uh, of their own fate, but realistically to be in somewhat even close proximity of the Guardians going into the last uh, two weeks here, uh, they pretty much need to take these take these games and uh, and not look back and start running away with it because uh, the Guardians are not going to go easily. Um, so we'll see what happens. Um, should be uh, you know I don't know if it'll necessarily be fun, but uh, it will be an interesting uh, an interesting couple of days coming up here. Um, other White Sox news, uh, the Arizona Fall League roster was just uh, announced the other day, and um, going to the Arizona Fall League this year will be Adam Hackenberg, a uh, catcher who was in uh, Project Birmingham and uh, had a fairly nice year. Um the bat probably didn't progress as much as he had hoped, and probably not as much as the White Sox had hoped. But uh, it'd be nice for you know to continue to see him get some at bats. And uh, now with uh, Birmingham Birmingham's season over, 
uh, these guys need to go somewhere if they want to uh, continue to get competitive at bats. Uh, the instructionals will, of course, be opening up, and uh, you know you'll you'll get at bats there, but um, not exactly the same as going and uh, facing people that are not trying to help you, <laughs> people that actually want to really, really want to get you out and are not looking to yield any base hits. Um, along with him will be his uh, his uh, season uh, second baseman slash shortstop, uh, Moises Castillo, who was also part of uh, Project Birmingham, uh, also with Hackenberg at uh, Winston-Salem this year. Um, the average, uh, the batting average in Birmingham wasn't exactly, uh, you know, what you would hope, but uh, what he did down in Winston-Salem and his defensive ability uh, will definitely be a useful thing for them in uh, Arizona. So it'll be nice to see him get some at-bats, and I have enjoyed watching him all year long. Uh, his defense has been really nice to watch. Um, you know, as a White Sox fan, uh, a lifelong White Sox fan, and, uh, you know, something that we as White Sox fans are fairly used to is seeing balls get booted in the, uh, in the field. And he is a very solid glove. And, uh, his, his bat has been a, uh, a nice surprise. Uh, I was not expecting him to, uh, put up the numbers that he did. And, uh, he was a catalyst for the offense in Winston-Salem and, uh, it earned him a promotion up to, uh, up to Birmingham. And, uh, that, if I remember correctly, I think it was about three weeks or so before uh, everybody else got brought up to Birmingham for the Project Birmingham thing. Um, so that's nice stuff. Uh, you've got right-handed pitcher Lane Ramsey, uh, who was in Charlotte for a little while. I uh, did a little rehab, I think, and if I remember correctly, I think it was in Kannapolis. Uh, spent most of the year on the IL and uh, came back for the last uh, month and a half or so. And uh, he's got some nasty stuff, uh, 97, 98 miles an hour, nasty sinker. Uh, it'd be nice to see him. Um, oh, look at that. What we got there? And I'm completely missing that. Can't even see. Oh, Grimtall. What's up? Thanks for the sub, man. Thanks for the resub. Guess I got to re, uh, redo my layers here. I had to make a new scene because I'm doing it solo dolo tonight. Um, yeah, so Lane Ramsey's going to be out there as well. Uh, you've got Winston-Salem Dash outfielder Terrell Tatum, who put up some really nice numbers earlier on in the season. And uh, after he came back from a, a little injury, he started a little bit late uh, in the season this year. But he came back and uh, looked really good, ended up getting hit with a 50-game uh, ban for uh, Adderall. And so he's finally back from, you know, his suspension will have finally run out. So he's going to be out there and uh, doing that. We'll see if he can get anything going. Uh, he had some 
you know, that guy's got some, some nice pop in the bat and uh, great speed, great glove. Uh, it's kind of a triple threat kind of guy. I'm really hoping that he can put things together after being out for so long. Uh, let's hope that he can uh, manage to put together some competitive at-bats out there in the Arizona Fall League. Uh, you've got left-handed pitcher Sammy Peralta, and uh, you know he's got some he's got some nice stuff as well. Um, you know he put up some good numbers, did some good things this year. We'll see. You know it's you know with a you know as you know with relief pitchers that you're going to have you know good years. You're going to have bad years. This year I would file under a pretty good year for him. Um, be nice to see him get some uh, get some time to pitch against some of the top tier talent that does end up making it out to the Arizona Fall League. I'm going to be interested to see what the complete rosters look like uh, and what kind of prospects are out there for the Arizona Fall League. But it should be fun. Uh, and also uh, Chase Zaleski also had a pretty pretty good year this year. Um, you know he had his ups and his downs. Uh, but he does have good stuff, and um, you know he's had some some nice outings this year. Uh, hopefully, there's some stuff to build on, and uh, he can continue to improve. Uh, so he can be, you know, he's one of those guys that, you know, I know that uh, Dan Victor is, you know, our our Dan Victor from White Sox Daily is he likes Chase Seleski a lot. Um, be nice to see him up there also against some top tier talent and see what see what happens out there. Um, Arizona Fall League is uh, always kind of a a little bit of a, a weird a weird experience sometimes for some guys. Uh, some guys do really well out there and other guys not so much. Uh, last year, uh, Gilbert Sanchez didn't get a whole lot of at bats out there, uh, but. I don't remember the exact stats, but I know that at some point in time he was hitting around 380 out there and couldn't get on the field because of the prospects that were on the team that he couldn't get past. Um, you know, which are top tier, you know, like top top ten guys for other franchises. Uh, Nolan Gorman and there's a couple other guys that were on the uh, the Desert Dogs roster last year. So um, overall, you know, I know that. Uh, it's been said that there's, you know, the White Sox aren't sending top talent out there. Um, I knew that it, you know, it was a hope by some people that Jose Rodriguez would, op- you know, would end up back out there again this year. But uh, the uh, fractured hamate bone, I, you know, if if it was in the plans for him to make his way out there, didn't end up happening because of the hamate bone. I know he had surgery and uh, had some. Uh, nasty stitches on his on his hand so uh you know he's gonna get some time to rehab that and uh hopefully it you know everything goes well and he's healed and ready to go for uh spring training next year and we'll see what he does um because in double a he started mashing as we came down the probably about a month the last month that he was he was healthy he was crushing the ball uh you know we saw you know if if you do not subscribe at daily white Sox on twitter uh you can see the highlights but uh he tied the southern uh the southern league record for games in a row with uh 
a home run. I think he got to six and uh, tied Derek Lee and some other guy named Patrick something or other. I don't remember what his name was. Uh, but, um, you know, he put together some, some great games. His glove uh, seemed to have progressed a lot this year. And, uh, you know, lots of stolen bases as well. So, you know, let's hope he's, let's hope he's ready for uh, the beginning of the year next year. Also, as you may have seen on Twitter, another uh, interesting development that uh, kind of comes hand in hand with uh, with the Barons' season coming to a conclusion on Sunday. Oscar Colas has been bumped up to AAA Charlotte, so we should see him there starting tomorrow on Tuesday and uh, get to see him against some... Um, more experienced pitching and uh, get to see him in Charlotte. I know that AAA Jeff is excited to see him down in uh, down in Charlotte, and you you kind of have to wonder: is he going to be there for the last two weeks of AAA, and then next year going to end up as the starting right fielder right out of the gate? You know, hard to tell. Uh, you would hope that with the black hole that has been right field for the White Sox for years and years and years, you would hope that they would put some sort of a an you know like push down on the gas and get him up as soon as possible, uh, and hope that there's not any of that uh, service you know any of those service time games. But uh, you know we'll, we'll see what happens um, if he continues to do what he's been doing. Uh, in you know since his wrist got healthy and uh, you know once he started hitting in Winston Salem and uh, then got promoted to Birmingham and pretty much continued right along that same trajectory just crushing the ball um, you have to hope that the uh, the White Sox don't do the you know I know that they'll say that it's short-sighted to bring him up but you know, as being a White Sox fan and watching Gavin Sheets and Andrew Vaughn play in right field a lot this year, uh, it leaves a lot to be desired. And man, I have to hope that the White Sox push down on the accelerator and get him up at the beginning of the year, assuming that he comes in healthy and in shape and uh, everything's good. Uh, it seems that. Uh, the attitude that uh, has, you know, was rumored to have been part of his uh, personality, um, not not there so much. And he's been a good teammate for everybody in Birmingham. And uh, you know, let's hope that that just continues, and um, we continue to see some growth out of him. And he's there for. You know, opening day next year, but uh, we shall see. Um, joining uh, Oscar Colas in AAA will be Sean Burke, uh, third round draft pick from 2021 uh, out of Maryland. Um, he has not been talked about nearly as much as he should. Uh, the guy's got great breaking pitches. Can throw hard. He's got velo. Uh, got a good head on his shoulders. 
seems very motivated, uh, works very hard, and um, he's had some really, really good outings for the Barons as of late. And, um, you know, they've been holding back on his innings a little bit, and let's hope that uh, he continues to progress as well. Um, we know what the pitching rotation has looked like this year for the White Sox, and we know that we are going to need some extra arms every year. Uh, they say that you can generally bank on using 9, nine to 11 starters a year, and uh, the White Sox are pretty much right there. Uh, I think that they got very lucky with the uh, Cueto signing. Nobody expected the performance that they've gotten out of Cueto. Regardless of what happens from now through the rest of the season, uh, pretty much you could make a case that if they had not signed Johnny Cueto on you know just on a flyer deal, a triple A deal with a uh, a release clause, if he wasn't brought up. Um, you, you know, if they don't sign him, this season's done already. And uh, we're talking like done probably a month and a half ago if he's not around. So uh, we know that we're going to need some extra pitching next year. Um, between Burke and Davis Martin, um, hopefully next year that you see a a full season out of Kopech. Uh, he just got put on the IL with uh, shoulder soreness, uh, inflammation. And, you know, I know I've seen some people calling uh, Michael Kopech soft. Um, it's almost like people did not learn from the Carlos Rodon first season back after, uh, back after a surgery. And, uh, you know, expecting him to go 160 innings and that is just not uh that's just not always in the cards so let's hope that we get a little bit more of a full season out of him next year uh we'll see if Cueto sticks around uh Vince Velasquez uh kind of don't think that he'll be around next year but you never know uh they might just try and keep him around for you know for the extra arms um yeah so we'll see what see what happens um other White Sox news, uh, Joe Kelly was put on the family medical leave, so uh, we'll see when he gets back. Um, not entirely sure what's going on there, none of my business anyway, so uh, I'll just go ahead and leave that there. Um, yeah, so interesting situation coming up this year. I mean, I know that the, the season is not over, and uh, we do have, you know, hopefully – after this, uh, after this week, we have, you know, more things to talk about, and uh, you know, at least something to be pseudo optimistic optimistic about uh, coming down the coming down to the wire here. Um, but uh, you know, I I've seen a bunch of tweets on social media about uh, what the White Sox are going to do with Jose Abreu and uh, whether they keep him around for next year and. I don't know. I've seen some people saying that you've got to cut, you know, you got to cut bait on them and let them loose. Um, I don't know. 
that's a that's a tough one. I mean, we know how the White Sox operate, and we know how they operate like a a, a mom and pop shop. So I will be absolutely shocked if they let him walk after this year. I'm not saying that it would be, uh, you know, necessarily a, a bad idea, but with Andrew Vaughn definitely looking like he's taking uh, he's taking steps to improve. Can you really hand? Can you really have five or six DHs on the team, and three or four of them being first basemen? You know, I, it just I don't see it being a uh, a very fruitful thing for the White Sox to keep him around, unfortunately. Um, not saying that they're not going to because we know how the White Sox operate, and I would be shocked, actually, if they, if they did let him walk. Um, but, you know, he has said that uh, he's thought about retirement, and uh, we'll see if that is indeed the case and that he decides, you know what, it's probably best that I do move on at this point. I think uh, Andrew Vaughn can take on the reins. And I'm just going to walk off into the sunset. But uh, I don't know if he's going to want to leave on this note after the way this season's gone. Um, I think that this this next up this next off season is going to be a very. I'll just put it this way. I'll say that it's going to be interesting. I don't know that it's going to be fun. I don't know that I'm going to be happy when it's all done. Um, because we are going to find out what the White Sox are going to do with TLR. Uh, we're going to find out what they do with uh, with Jose Abreu. Uh, it's just going to be it's going to be an interesting one. Uh, something that I have seen uh, mentioned elsewhere is that uh, you know if TLR does get the Go ahead to come back into the dugout, which I don't know seems kind of uh, short-sighted, knowing that this is a stressful job, and uh, knowing that that is a stressful job. Um, I don't really see how he could justify coming back to the dugout with heart issues. It just seems like bad decision to make in general. Um, but. Uh, so if they bring back TLR, Miguel Cairo has been managing the team in his stead, and the White Sox have shown life with Miguel Cairo in the dugout. So with that being the case, when other teams are looking for a managerial candidate, it is entirely possible with the success that he's had and uh, his handling of the entire situation that another team sees him as the answer to their managerial opening or to you know their management issues that they have on on their team they might be willing to you know get rid of whoever they've got and try and poach Miguel Cairo and the White Sox, We've seen, you know, sitting in the dugout across the field, we're going to be seeing Terry Francona with the Guardians, knowing that 
you know, he managed Michael Jordan in on the Barons, and the White Sox had him and let him walk. And now he's regarded as one of the best managers in baseball. And uh, the White Sox let him get out scot-free. So if the White Sox do this again with Miguel Cairo, I mean, I'm not saying he will be or won't be, you know, anywhere close to the manager that Terry Francona is. Um, I can't imagine the White Sox letting another guy walk like that. Uh, I mean, possibly, you know, if the White Sox were to say, hey, you know, TLR, he's got one more year on his contract, and we don't even know if he's going to make it through the rest of this year of his contract in 2023, uh, you're going to get the job whether he exits midseason in 2023 or whether he calls it quits after 2023, you're our next manager. I don't know if that sticks around, you know, if that is the thing that it's going to take to get him to stick around. Uh, I also don't know that Rick Hahn is necessarily going to want to give that kind of an offer. I kind of feel like after the last managerial hunt uh, and doing, you know, some interviews. And, uh, I mean, I'm just judging by the press release that had A.J. Hinch's signature on it, but Tony LaRusso's picture, uh, that he had all but made up his mind that A.J. Hinch was going to be the next manager of the White Sox. And uh, I don't know if it was, you know, I, I heard a bunch of opinions that Jerry Reinsdorf would not abide having a cheater manage his team. Um, I mean, say what you will about Tony La Russa and the steroids uh, that ran rampant on his other teams uh, that did win. Um, but, uh, yeah, I don't know. I think that, uh, that Rick Hahn is definitely going to want to go and do a full-out managerial search uh, for his next manager if he gets the opportunity to do so. Um, There's been lots of talk around uh, White Sox Twitter that Rick Hahn is on the hot seat and that, you know, he should lose his job going into, uh, you know, if the White Sox don't make the playoffs this year and, uh, you know, regardless of whether they do or not, unless they win the World Series, that he's going to be gone. And I 100% do not agree with that. Uh, I don't think that that's what's going to happen. Um, Again, we've seen how the White Sox operate, and we know how the family atmosphere goes. Um, I just, I, I do not see him getting fired. Now, could he possibly move be moved to another role? Yes, possibly. We've talked about that on here before. That Chris Getz, you know, might get the uh, the bump up to GM, but then you're creating another hole in the director of the minor leagues system. Hey, what's up, Pusher Robot? How you doing? Good to see you, man. Thanks for popping in. Hope things are well out in you guys' neck of the woods. Um, 
you know, if you if you promote Chris Getz to GM, then you've got Kenny Williams uh, Jr. going to be running the minor league system. And, uh, you know, I know that uh, Getz was not, uh, you know, hadn't run a minor league system anywhere else, uh, just an assistant, but um, I don't know. To me, that seems like it's a, uh, I don't know, that's a tough one. Well, that's good to hear. Glad things are great. What's up, Doll Steak? How you doing? Oh, look at that, wobbly corn. I've never seen that one before. Is that one of yours? It sure is. Look at that, the juice. I like that. I like wobbly corn. Um, yeah, so a bunch of interesting stuff going on, and I don't know how any of it's going to play out, and it's one of those things that uh, that we'll probably be talking about for months coming up this off season, and um, let's hope big lump with knobs. <laughs> uh, let's let's hope that we have a little less time to uh, a little bit less off season to talk about because uh, to talk about this stuff. I'm hoping that the White Sox can manage to uh, do some work here over the next three days and uh, put a hurting on the Guardians and um, put a lot of pressure on them. Uh, unfortunately, they're still four games behind, so uh, we'll see what happens even if they uh, go ahead and, you know, take this entire series. You know, they'll own a tiebreaker, but it's going to be uh, it's going to be a rough, you know, if they keep on playing the way that they've been playing the last week and a half, the Guardians, meaning the Guardians, um, they're going to be tough to beat. And uh, I think that the... You know, had the White Sox, you know, I tweeted about this yesterday, had the White Sox done, had they made the decision to relieve TLR of his managerial position and not waited for his, uh, for his heart to make the decision for him, and had they made the change in June or July, this is likely not even an issue in the first place. Um, the White Sox are probably in first place by three, four games. Um, you know, you're not going to have uh, a one and two intentional walks. You're not going to have uh, weird pitching decisions and Larry Garcia forced into every open slot in the lineup, uh, which, you know, I know that this is, uh, this is strange, and you probably haven't noticed this, but... Leury Garcia has only played once in the last, uh, you know, as a starter, only played once in like the last two weeks. Uh, he is not getting a whole lot of playing time. And when he does, it's sparing. It's as a pinch runner or a very late defensive uh, sub, which, you know, we, we've had this conversation on here before is that his DRS for pretty much every position, nothing's really a positive. So I don't know that it's necessarily a good thing that he's getting put in as a defensive sub. Um, but I will say it's nice to not have to think about Miguel Cairo putting out a guy with a 45 WRC plus and forcing him into the lineup two, three times a week at the, at the very minimum. Um, very happy about that. Um, I did hear uh, James Fegan mention that it's kind of a 
you know, the the more you sit guys, the less you know, the likelihood of them coming in and you know, putting up the same performance that they were putting up when they were not playing or when they were playing a lot um, is less likely. And it's kind of a self-fulfilling prophecy that uh, you play them less. So when they get there, they play worse. And it's, you know, I'm perfectly fine with that. Uh, You know, obviously, if you've been paying attention to uh, this stream slash podcast over the last, uh, I don't know, nine, ten months, uh, you know that we weren't very happy with the Larry Garcia three-year, $16.5 million or $15.5 million, whatever it was, uh, contract in the first place. So, you know, I'm hoping that the White Sox decide to make a executive decision and just go ahead and cut bait on him or use him in his current role, which is as a, as a sub player that is literally just a role player. Um, I'm not going to say that he's a super sub uh, because generally super subs uh, have a positive impact in the positions that they play. And uh, with Larry Garcia, you know, even if his even if his bat was fine uh, defensively, he's just not he 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 ain't it. Um, I'd be 100 percent okay with seeing that guy not play anymore defensively in the field. Um, yeah, so, uh, that's probably, uh, I'm going to probably call it here because, um, not having, uh, my co-host to bounce things off of, um, makes this, uh, infinitely more difficult, um, as far as, uh, pushing time goes. Um, so, uh, you know, and also... The next couple of next three days, that's pretty much what this series or what this season hinges on is the next three games. And, uh, you know, going over scenario, you know, scenarios that uh, may or may not happen that 100% hinge on whether the next three games go well or whether they go badly, uh, you know seems like an exercise in uh, futility and uh, not really worth a whole lot. Um, yeah, so uh, whitesoxdaily.substack.com is our website uh, where you can find uh, these in podcast forms and you can find uh, the articles that uh, have been published. Um, I know Dan Victor's got some really, really good ones with some some of our top prospects, including Sean Burke, who just got promoted up to AAA. Um, and uh, there's some good stuff on there. And uh, you can find this in podcast form anywhere where you find your podcasts. And uh, at Daily White Sox on Twitter uh, for all your minor league highlights uh, that you're looking for for the White Sox. Um, not all of them, because that's a lot, but... Uh, but there's there's quite a bit on there, and uh, you know we've only got uh, we've only got AAA left. We've got a couple of weeks of Charlotte to go, and uh, get to see Oscar Colas with the uh, AAA team, and uh, 
be interesting to see what kind of playing time he's getting, uh, if he starts every day or whether or not he's, uh, you know, split in time. I can't imagine that they bother promoting him to AAA and don't play him every single game. I think that they kind of want to uh, fast track him and get him ready to hit spring training next year and uh, join the big club. I'm hoping as long as there is no uh, service time manipulation. I know that uh, service service time manipulation has kind of been nipped a little bit in the bud due to the... uh, due to the new collective bargaining agreement. So, I mean, they'd really have to hold him back or, or he'd have to be hurt for them to pretty much not use him right off the bat. So let's hope that uh, we see some positive stuff out of Oscar Colas with the Knights and uh, that he pushes the offense in the right direction. Uh, also, uh, Sean Burke also moving up to Charlotte as well. And we know that the Charlotte Knights starting pitching has been a, uh, it's been rough this year. There's been a lot of, uh, a lot of opener games, a lot of, uh, collaborative efforts between bullpen pitchers. And, uh, you know, I know that they're just there getting their work in, but, uh, I think that they kind of have to be looking forward to, the possibility of getting another starting pitcher so they can pitch like how they're used to out of the bullpen. And, uh, you know, let's hope that that uh, also provides some extra stability for the, uh, for the Knights pitching staff. And uh, obviously that Sean Burke pitches well and has a, has a pleasant experience here because uh, he's going to be needed next year. Um. This has been White Sox Daily Live, and uh, we are here every Monday at 9 p.m. Central Time. And uh, next week, uh, I believe Danny should be back from his uh, vacation. Um, so let's hope that uh, he manages to make himself you know, available for next week and uh, get some good conversations in with him, talk about his vacation. Hopefully he's having a great time out there. Uh, seen some pictures that he's posted. Looks like he's having a good time, so that's good. And uh, I'd also like to uh, extend a happy birthday to uh, Xavier Sanchez's mom. It's her birthday today, so uh, let's hope that they had a uh, nice birthday dinner. And uh, thank you so much for popping in. And uh, we will be back next week in full force. And uh, thanks for coming and hopping in the chat, guys. Appreciate it. And you have a great night, and we will see you next week. Thanks. Bye-bye.